Welcome to the Growing in Christ podcast, where we are rooted in living water and growing closer to our purpose in Christ. I am your host, Shador Foy. Now let's get growing. Yesterday, we had started the 31 days of Proverbs. So today we're on chapter two. So again, I say, if you have Bibles, please grab them. And if you want to grab a piece of paper and take notes, that is totally invited. So I'm going to start at verse 1 and we're going to read the verses 1 through 5. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, verse 2, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, verse 3, yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, verse 4, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, verse 5, Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So verses one through four to me is talking about the verse that in the Bible where it says, seek and ye shall find. So it's really about seeking wisdom and just asking God for his wisdom and for your parents imparting that wisdom in you and you just listening and being obedient to what they say. And it will kind of build you up for wisdom. And also with verse 1 and 2, when it says, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, verse 2, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. So like I said about the parents instilling it in you. And not only that, it's just you being open to it, not necessarily always having to seek wisdom, but you truly just being open to it and also desiring it. Like he said in verse three, yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you really desire it, if it is a true desire of your heart, verse five says, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God, which last um, episode we learned what fear was and the sense of the Lord is respect and awe and submission. So then you will understand how to walk in those things and how to have those things. So now we're going to read verses six through seven, which six says, for the Lord gives wisdom From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Verse 7, he stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. So starting again at verse 6, when it says, for the Lord gives wisdom, God always gives us the stuff that he wants us to have. Like I learned in a sermon from Pastor Stephen Furtick, if you've ever heard of him, where he was like, whenever God gives you an assignment, he will give you the assistance for the assignment. So God tells us to love our neighbors or how Proverbs is telling us to be wise and to have knowledge and to be smart and have discernment. God already gives it to us. So it's not something that we necessarily have to trial and error it or try and figure out by ourselves. Like as they say, put your hand in the fire to know that it's hot, but it's actually something that God equips us with and gives to us. So it's such a blessing that God would give us the things that he desires from us. And then the rest of that verse says, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding, which I would hope that we would all know and agree with that. 
and seven, he stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. So he stores up sound wisdom. And I always hear, you know, to in Bible verses to have a sound mind and just that adjective sound on it. It just it just sounds so powerful. And I always wanted to look up what that truly meant because I got an understanding, but I wanted to know what did that truly meant in the sense that they were trying to say it as being an adjective. So I looked it up and it said, free from injury, damage, defect, disease, in good condition, healthy, robust. So meaning that your wisdom would be free from damage. God stores up free from damage wisdom. So it's not like, you know, when it could be right, it may be wrong, or it's only right in one person's eyes. It's more of an opinion than a truth. No, it is like free from defect. It is in good condition. So it's not like bad wisdom. It's not like wicked wisdom. It's not foolishness. It is like sound wisdom, which when I put all those together and I just think about it, I just think of perfect wisdom like just being able to walk in that discernment to know things and rely on your discernment and rely on the sound wisdom that God gives and he gives this to the upright so you know you have to be upright because let somebody else get perfect wisdom who is like totally full of themselves has a big ego they're not going to put God in it at all. They're not going to say that God gave me this or that it's through God that I have this type of discernment or this type of wisdom. So you have to make sure that if you desire wisdom, if you desire to walk in a way to where you know a lot of things and you can discern a lot of things, you have to Like we said, fear the Lord, which means submit and you have to submit to God and walk uprightly and be in the place in the position for God to give you that type of sound wisdom. So um, the rest of verse seven says he is a shield to those who walk uprightly. So not only do you get sound wisdom for walking uprightly, but you also get a shield for walking uprightly and God is stronger and bigger than anything so you know no weapon formed against you shall prosper when you have God as your shield and that is so great so that should encourage us to want to walk uprightly like who doesn't want God to shield us like um if God be for us who can be against us like you know what what could get past God and get to you? Like as my apostle says at my church, he's like, you can box with me, but you cannot box with God. So <laughs> I thought that would be a fit saying for this verse. Now we're going to read verse eight. And it says, he guards the path of justice and preserves the way of his saints. So I really enjoyed this verse, knowing that God guards the paths of justice and sometimes we forget that because sometimes we feel so many things come against us when we're doing the right thing and everybody's like it's always hard to do the right thing or you have people against you but God guards the paths of justice you know he guards you when you're doing right he guards you when you're walking uprightly and he preserves the way of his saints meaning that 
like I said it before, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Like you have a path that is guarded by God to get what God has for you, all the blessings that he has for you. Because, you know, like I said, 2020 is the year of double harvest. It's the year of blessings. It's the year of manifestation of what you say. So God's guarding that path to make sure that you get what God has for you. Because my apostle also says, my chief apostle, because I have two, my chief apostle also says that what God has for you, it is for you. So now we'll drop down to verse nine that says, then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity in every good path. So reading this, I kind of thought that it jumped back to verse five when it says, after verses one through four saying, you know, when you seek wisdom, when you listen to your parents, when you actually get it and you cry out for it, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. But it's after you understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God that then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity and every good path. So first you have to understand the fear of the lord and find well actually going back sorry getting ahead of myself first you have to listen to your parents gain wisdom cry out for it seek it then you will understand the fear of the lord and find the knowledge of god and then after you find the knowledge of god after you understand the fear of the lord then you understand righteousness and justice and equity and every good path. So it's like three parts that you got to go through to understand righteousness and justice, equity and every good path. So it's not just desiring the wisdom that you find understanding of righteousness and justice, equity and every good path. But as after you fear the Lord and find the knowledge of God that that truly comes in. So now we're going to read verses. Oh, well, actually, sorry. Um, I just wanted to kind of uh, go deeper as far as the word equity. So it says, then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity, and every good path. And equity means the quality of being fair or impartial. And you know, like in the New Testament, though we're in the Old Testament, it's Funny how the Bible ties all together and how the words never change, no matter the New Testament or the Old Testament. But we all are, should be familiar with Jesus saying, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And that's what equity is. It's the quality of being fair or impartial. And being in God, you have to walk in a place to where you're fair or impartial, whether and Jesus came for the Jews and the Gentiles. So whether they be upright, whether they be wicked, whether they be wise, whether they be foolish, whether they be healthy, whether they be sick, man, female, adult, child, anything, you have to walk in a way of where you treat them all as one because we are all one body in Christ and we can't be against each other, you know? So... Let's, I'm going to start back at verse 9, and we're going to read all the way to 22, but I'm, I may not read, like, all the way through. I may stop on some parts that I might want to expound on. So it says, verse 9, 
Then you will hear you will sorry, then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity and every good path. Verse ten When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, eleven discretion will preserve you, understanding will keep you. Verse twelve to deliver you from the way of evil from the man who speaks perverse things. So I think that is so cool that when wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your skull to your soul sorry discretion will preserve you and you have to have discretion you have to have discernment when you're um sorry for the interruption so back at verse 11 it says discretion will preserve you and um I thought it was, I might be repeating myself, I'm so sorry, but I thought it was so cool that um, when you actually are, when you actually delight in wisdom and you delight in having knowledge and knowing things, and not just because of being egotistical, not just because you're like, look at me, I know this, look at me, I know that, but it actually is pleasant to your soul, it's pleasant to your soul to not be wicked or be foolish and to know things and have discernment about things that is what will preserve you you know if you know the fire is hot that's what keeps you from just putting your hand in the fire and getting third degree burns you know if you know that knives hurt that's what keeps you from taking it and accidentally harming yourself what you know will preserve you and understanding will keep you if you understand that this is this because of this. That's what will keep you, you know, if you understand that a knife hurts because it's sharp and it cuts you, you'll understand why not to throw it at somebody or why not to run with it. And it says um, at verse 12, to deliver you from the way of evil from the man who speaks perverse things. So wisdom delivers you from walking in those paths so you know we all know that God is our savior and that he delivers us and that he saves us but he also tells us to have wisdom to deliver us from different things because though God delivers us and though he saves us the prayer says Lord keep me from temptation so you also have to have that wisdom to not walk in the ways of temptation. And though God will always keep you and God will always deliver you, you have to know how to have wisdom as well. So maybe sometimes you won't always need help. You know, you might not always need help with a certain situation because God has already given you the wisdom. It's his gift that delivers you, but you still have to open up the box, you know. So reading verse 13, from those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness. So I think verse 13 is really powerful because you have to have wisdom and discernment for people who say that they're Christians, even adults, because um, I'm going to get a little personal here. We've been going through a time in our church where people who have been with the ministry for a long time have started to leave the ministry due to a move of God that is happening in our church. And you really have to have discernment on knowing 
who is really for Christ and who is not. You know, even your friends or even adults. And I say that because there were adults in the church who had left, not just young people, but adults who had left the ministry due to a move of God. And you have to have that discernment to know, okay, this person says that they're a Christian, but should I really be that close to them? And it's not like checking everybody. It's not like saying, okay, you're a Christian. You're not a Christian. You're not a real Christian. You're not a real Christian because our relationship with Christ is very personal and not to get involved with other people's relationships, but to really know who you can be close to or who you can't, because even though they may be going through a time where they're leaving the ministry because due to a move of God and not to say that they're not have they don't have a relationship with Christ or they don't love Christ or they're not Christians. But it's just that if I was super close to them, they might be able to pull me into where they're at to take me out of the ministry. And I would have missed the blessings that were planned for me through this time of God. So you have to be really careful for the ones who say that they um, leave the, that they, sorry, let me repeat myself. For the ones who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness. So you have to really be careful because though they left, they still have some knowledge. So they're going to make you think that, yeah, I know this and I know that. And I have some knowledge of Christ and I know a little bit about Christ, but it's not about necessarily what they know it's just about what they're doing as well and that's why I started this growing in Christ because I not only wanted us to know the word but it's it's vital that we also apply the word because faith without works is dead you know knowing the word doesn't mean anything if you don't apply it to your life so now we'll drop down to verse 14 that says who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of wicked of the wicked sorry 15 whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their paths verse 16 to, to deliver you from the immoral woman from the sedu- seductress who flatters with her words so verse 16 sounds like and a little bit after that sounds like um, Solomon is really hitting on the dudes and like, stay away from the strange women, stay away from the flirtatious girls and from the girls that, you know, today might wear mini skirts or wear this or booty shorts, as they say, like different things like that. But we have to recognize the context of the scripture and Solomon is talking to his son. So this is not only for the Guys, this is not only for the boys, but it's for the girls as well, as well. Sorry. You should stay away from the dudes who are always flirtatious and stay away from the dudes who are always trying to get you to pay attention to their bodies or their physical aspects or even like their strength or their intelligence and trying to be flirtatious. You know, those people who are really flirtatious or seductive are not good for you. You know, they're not good for you on both sexes. So it's not just about boys staying away from women who are flirtatious, but it's about girls having that discernment to stay away from 
men and boys who are flirtatious as well. So as I'm going through this, though it is a lot of her and a lot of strange woman, just make sure, ladies, that you all know that this is also for the males who are in your life as well. So back at verse 17, who forsake the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. Verse 18, for her house leads down to death. None who go in her, go, sorry, go to her return, nor do they regain the paths of life. Verse 20, so you may walk in the way of goodness and keep to the paths of righteousness for the upright will dwell in the land, and the blameless will remain in it. 22. But the wicked will be cut off from the earth, and the unfaithful excuse me, will be uprooted from it. So, I really liked verse 21 and 22, talking about how the upright and the blameless will dwell in the land, but the wicked will be cut off, and the unfaithful will be uprooted. And I really thought it got a little deep, on the last part of verse 22 and it says the unfaithful will be uprooted from it from meaning from the land because like I was saying before about those people who used to walk in the path of uprightness and turn to wickedness that's the same thing as the unfaithful like they used to be in a place where they would be faithful or where they would have faith in God or they supposedly love God and that's why they were planted and they were nourished for a while but then they showed their colors of being unfaithful and truly not desiring God and that is why they'll be uprooted that is why they'll be you know taken out of the land because they have faked their way in it's like weeds amongst your flower pot you know you really gotta uproot those things because they'll they'll act like they're a flower you know the dandelions looking all yellow and pretty they'll act like they're a flower and they'll look like it but then they'll suck all the water from the other flowers and kill them and kill from the inside and that is why the unfaithful has to be uprooted that is why wisdom will keep you from the ones who really and truly are not on the path of righteousness but turn to darkness so that is the end of chapter two and I really hope you all enjoyed it I know I did because when I first read this chapter because I read it and try and prep I try and prep though the videos kind of get a little wonky I meant the recordings kind of get a little wonky I try and prep but um it really excited me because it was packed with so much knowledge and so much wisdom. And that is the thing about Proverbs, just reading it constantly throughout the year, just not this first first month of the year, but throughout the whole year, just really taking in the knowledge and applying it daily will truly help. And it, it should excite you, you know, it should not feel like, oh, he's just preaching at you. Or maybe sometimes you feel convicted because there's some things that you do do that, you know, like I know I always feel convicted at the obey your parents part. You know, sometimes I want to skip that part, but it should truly excite you and you should desire it. Like he said, cry out for it. The growing does not stop here. You can find the Growing in Christ blog on our website that can be found in our bio. 
Not only does the Growing in Christ website house our blog, it also shows you where you can find us on our social media. Always remember Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. For through this verse, we know that if we keep on trusting in God, simultaneously, we'll keep on growing in God.